0: welcome to elevate your life and soul my name is marla kennedy and i'm your host life coach mama and writer and i help women master their self moving from self-doubt all the way up to self-actualization tuning into practices and self-care and really experiencing deep self-love in all areas of your life thank you for listening i am so happy you're here and let's elevate your life and soul Hey loves, I'm jumping in today to tell you about my new exciting membership the self-love experience. It's launching really soon and I want you to be one of the first members in there. As a founding member you will get an extremely amazing discount of only $11 a month to start and this is for you if you are ready to get rid of that self-doubt and start realizing you are good enough to Really tune into your self-worth, your self-acceptance, your self-love, and get to that place of self-actualization. We will be doing amazing things every month, from group calls to trainings to tuning in and doing the work ourselves with worksheets. It's going to be so amazing, and I'd love to have you be a part of it. So head over to my Instagram at Marla Loves and you can get all the details via the link in my bio to get on the wait list so you were one of the first to know about it. I can't wait for you to see you in there. Hi everyone, welcome to today's show. I am so excited today. I am interviewing Nikita Davis and Nikita is a best-selling Christian publisher, speaker, author and business strategist here towards helping authors elevate their book and voice into a successful speaker platform that pays. She is married to a childhood sweetheart and the mother of two amazing little kiddos. And how did I go with that introduction? Is there anything you'd like to add? Oh, that was, oh, you were just sampling that. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, I'm well, I'm, (laughs) I'm recording now, but I just if you there's anything you'd like to add to the introduction, then please by all means or Oh my gosh,
1: no. I mean, no, you did a fantastic job. Um, that that is who I am. Uh, I am an ordained minister as well. So um that's a piece of that as well. Strong in my faith. But no, I'm a publisher, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm in business, you know, and I've published some amazing best selling books. So that's that's what I do. Yes. Amazing!
0: <laughs> Amazing. Um, and my, I, whenever I start these these interviews, I always like to start with this one question, and that is, how do you start your day?
1: oh that is so good um it's actually the name of my publishing house and it's actually the name of my first book so it's for me it's jesus coffee and prayer like literally that's why the publishing house is that name and that's the name of my first book because i start off with my faith my prayer i've gotta grab a strong cup of joe coffee (laughs) to get my day kicking off um you know, so Jesus coffee prayer, that is really just having that time to meditate, to kind of woo-saw, be reflective of the day ahead. Um, so very much in my faith, having my coffee, and then really I start my day. That's 95% of the time, unless it's just like some crazy day where I just have to get up and run out of the door, but that is how I prefer to start my day, it gets me going, gets me pumping.
0: Yeah, beautiful. I'm a big believer in Um, how you start your day really sets you up for the day and um, Mm -hmm. starting off with like that creation and that like spiritual aspect or whatever it is for you is so like so important I'm I love it I mean I have a little a five-month-old so sometimes that doesn't happen straight away right now (laughs) but (laughs) I do my best right Um, and and what compelled you to become like a publisher and um, speaker and all the beautiful things you do?
1: Well, you know, I really believe a lot in, you know, a divine appointment. And again, a lot of what I do is faith-based and in me believing in Jesus Christ and just being ordained. So I think back to when I was a kid, really and truly, I loved reading. I love writing. I was that, you know, quote unquote nerd that uh, my mom would come in the room. And I remember distinctively her coming in the room sometimes and telling I have an older sister telling us to go to bed. And I would say, okay. And at the time I had my glasses on, you know, before contacts were all popular. And um, I would say, okay. And she would leave out and I would be that kid that would take the blanket over my head with a flashlight and would (laughs) still read. Books, right? And at the time it was Goosebumps book, uh, Goosebump books. That's what was the popular (laughs) thing. R.L. Stein, you know, so I was reading those books. So I always loved to read, always loved to write. I was also that kid in class, uh, grammar school middle school, high school, when we got to the poetry section in English class, I love poetry. And my teacher knew I was always outspoken. I've never been shy. That's just who God created me to be. And so she would come to me and she would say, Nikita, you got something for us? And she would ask me. And I would say, yeah, because I always wrote poetry. And so I would recite Poetry to my entire class. So, when I think of where I am today as an adult, even as a wife, even as a mom, that's been always in my DNA to read and the love of writing. So, it's Mm. kind of ironic because growing up, I promise you, it was not a publisher. Now, I always knew I wanted to be a writer and I always knew I wanted to be a best selling author. You know, I always saw myself mentally being at a Starbucks with my laptop typing with coffee or drink and that's what it was going to be but it morphed into being a publisher um after I went on my first book tour so I wrote my book Jesus Coffee and Prayer which is a 14-day devotional encouraging people to have an attitude of gratitude always no matter what the situation is like even in the time that we're living in now there's something grateful for every single day like if you opened your eyes let's start there right but so anywho I started going on tour, meeting other women, you know, book signings and things like that. And I would meet other women who would buy my book and they would tell me how they were working on a book also. And I would say, okay, you're buying my book. How can I patronize you? Oh, my book isn't out yet. And I would say, okay, when is it coming out? What is it about? Oh, well, and that's when the murmurs and just little excuses started to come in around. And I started to notice it like over and over again when I would go to book signings. And it was almost like a eureka. Like, wait a minute. Why are these women not writing their books? Why are they not sharing their stories? Mm -hmm. What is holding them back from doing what they feel God has called them to do, what they feel that they know they should do, what's stopping them, and that's really how it morphed. I got my first client, we published her book, became a bestseller, and then it just, the momentum began, started getting other opportunities, and like within 10 months, I had 27 best-selling authors um, from my publishing house, so I knew it was anointed. It was like totally not on the radar to be a publisher. I knew I was going to be an author, but there's a difference between being an author, Mm -hmm. even an authorpreneur um, and being a publisher. And so it was like, you're to write, but you're to help other people to write and birth their story. So that's really where it came from.
0: That was a long
1: answer, but that's really the answer.
0: Ah! Yeah, no, (laughs) I love it. Um it's so interesting. And it's, you know, I love I've always loved writing and reading and stuff and was the same as a kid, just like hiding my books and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um and yeah, yeah, I just how so I'm so interested in that process of like being a publisher and like stepping into Mm -hmm. that because it sounds like it just was like guided for you to do this and how how did you like find yourself for fall, falling into that and doing something when you potentially hadn't done that before and taking that well, leap of faith yeah
1: yeah well and that's exactly what it was well just My process, because my first book was self-published. So it really became, again, it it started off selfishly, me learning and going through the process to write my own book and getting help. Um, So again, going back to when I was a kid, quote unquote nerd. So did really, really well in school. Always loved to read. Always loved to write, but I always loved to learn. So like a sponge for information. So I began to do my research. And the reality is, I should have did it a long time ago but finally what really put it into play was the birth of my son my son is two he'll be three this year yeah so my first book came out in 2018 in February but it's like I found this love again while I was pregnant with him I found this regain love of writing like I wrote before I read before but I was also in corporate America very very busy in management leadership you know doing many different projects leading teams and things of that nature so it kind of got pushed to the side it's like having that first love and pushing that love to the side but then finding it again and so when i became pregnant with my husband and i our son which we have an older daughter who's 12 so talking almost a 10-year gap wasn't expecting that i mean we prayed about it and all of that but i'm just saying you know i after 10 years you're like, okay. So long story short, it was like this love, this rebirth. So it's like, it's so, um, not coincidental, but I really believe it's ordained the birth of my son and then the birth of my book, you know, within, you know, a, a year time span. So it's just that renewed love came and I had the time. So I told myself, my husband and I had another child, we had another baby. I would take that time from work. When I had my daughter, I did not. I mean, I took, you know, it's not like I had the baby and went to work the next day. It took the six weeks, eight weeks or whatever they give you. But I always said, I felt, I think I took three months with her, but I always said, you know, if we ever have a child again, ever have a child again, I want to take at least a full year. And so I took that year. So having him gave me that Good excuse to have that hiatus. But while I was having that hiatus, I was able to birth my book, I was able to do the research, take the time to figure out the editing and the book cover and the ISBNs and the copyright like it's a bunch of stuff and it can be overwhelming to someone who a doesn't know what they're doing, or B doesn't have the time. Because I think of myself I was intelligent but my time was small and the only reason I was really able to do it was because I was given that window when I gave birth to my son if that makes sense and so I was able to take that time that most adults don't have I mean they have it now right but that they didn't have or don't have and I was able to put it towards learning what has become my business if that makes sense. So it was really helping me. And now I said, wait a minute, some of the excuses the women were giving me as to why they weren't doing it, whether it was money, whether it was time, whether it was, who's going to buy my book, who's going to believe in me, nobody's going to buy this, all those negative thoughts, I was able to crush that and show them in a simple way of how I can help them. And now I have a team and all these other things that have come to pass, but it was just little by little. And that's really how it morphed into that, having that time.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And so when you wrote your book yourself, you didn't have like a mentor, you just learned it all yourself? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like,
1: I mean, you know, I found an editor. I mean, it was a lot of vetting. And so... You know, again, I don't want to make this like, oh, I'm just saying get with me for publishing, but I just want to be transparent. It was a lot of vetting that I know working my full time job, I personally would not have had the time to do the vetting to find the editor, which is highly important. You know, people think, oh, I just go to Amazon and put it up there. Well, you can technically, now you, know, you can put anything you want up there. So, you know, you can, but if you wanted to actually sell, if you actually want to make something of integrity and quality, then you're going to have to either be really good at the, all of these things that make up a book on your own, or you're going to have to leverage the resources and pay someone where needed um, that's a professional in those areas if you want something quality, if you want something that's going to last, if you want something that you're going to be proud of two years from now, five years from now, or if you want to become a bestseller, if you want to leverage that book to be an expert in your business. So I just happen to have the time to do it. And now that I know, obviously, what I'm doing, and who to partner with, I'm able to help other women kind of skip through all that mumbo jumbo that confuses you and gives you a Mm -hmm. headache and makes you quit. So they can get to what they really wanted which is to birth that book so yeah
0: Mm -hmm. amazing and so in light of that um what would you say your like mission on your heart is
1: Oh, yeah. By all means. I mean, you know, hence, I know there's different faiths and I love everybody. That's just um, who I am and who I am in God. I love everyone. But for me, obviously, the name of my publishing company is Jesus Coffee and Prayer. So it's to glorify God, it's to edify queens. I say queens, I'm talking about women. Um, That's who I feel I'm called to. I love men too. I have a husband. I have a son, so I don't want anybody to think, oh, she's feminist. I'm not. I love everyone. But my heart, my mission, my niche is to glorify God, edify women by helping them drop the excuses, play their royal position, you know, and really birth their book. So I just, I want him to be glorified. I want to edify them, make them feel that they can do it. You can do it. Step out on faith and then show them how to do it. So that's Mm -hmm. really my mission. I want to empower them through. A best-selling literary platform with Jesus Coffee and Prayer.
0: Yeah, amazing. And um, what hurdles have you personally faced and how did you overcome them? Oh, a billion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of hurdles, right? Um, anytime yeah. you're doing,
1: I mean, right, you think about your podcast and, you know, having your five-month-old baby, trust me, again, my son is only two now, so I'm not, I'm not too far removed in the head to know what that's like, right, so for me, it was, at first, it was juggling just that, right, being a wife, already had my older daughter, but then my son, so leveraging, you know, and balancing the best way that I could between loving my profession and what I felt, and feel that God has called me to do and still being able to nurture my son, newborn baby, and take care of hubby and my daughter. So I feel like a lot of times women are put in that place of we're trying to wear all these hats and be everything to everybody and that's cool, but we can't forget who we are, whose we are and ourselves taking care of ourselves. So that was the biggest hurdle and I'm not even going to say that I'm arrived yet in that area because that's an ongoing thing. And it's never really a linear balancing act. Like if you think of something, oh, balance. No, it's shifts. It's prioritization. In this season, I may, of course, my family's always going to be first, but in a particular season, I may be in a very busy season in my business, I may need to say, hey, honey, if you could do X, Y, Z with the kids just a little bit more for me because as- Perfect example. This matter of fact, today, you know, this past weekend, I had an amazing uh, women conference that I hosted. So Jesus Coffee and Prayer, we hosted our first virtual summit. It was a women win uh, author and business summit. So we had best selling authors, women who were making moves in business. Put them on a platform. It was 18 women total, including myself. They came on, they gave powerful nuggets, wisdom about authorship, how to be a best selling author, how to write your own book, their journey, how they were excelling in business. They just walked away and gave my audience some great nuggets and tips. So, in doing that, that took some time because it was two days and it was virtual. So, hubby. Had to man down the kids, so in that season, yes, are they important? Are my kids important, and all of that? But I had to shift and say, "Hey, can you help me here at this time? I need to spend more time on my business and the things that I've already committed to to help empower these women. Let's be a team, and you take care of the kids while mommy does this, so it's just the shift in the prioritization so that would be the biggest hurdle because we want to be successful and we want to empower other women to be successful too. And that's in their spirituality, that's in their health, their mental, all of the things above, but we got to start by taking care of us first. So that's the biggest hurdle that's continuous. I don't think ever ending, but that would be the biggest hurdle for me and what I do.
0: Mm, Yeah, I'm nodding because I just I really resonate with that. And, you know, (laughs) I've got a four year old and a and the baby. And so as well, like, the juggle and the prioritizing and making time for my business, and then my partner has a business too. And so we're constantly, Mm -hmm. you know, um, having to make really powerful, clear requests. And I'm a big believer in making requests. Clear that have to be clear yeah Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> they do, they do. yeah um and I, I talk about I've talked about that in um some other episodes of my podcast because I'm really passionate about doing it in an mm-hmm. effective way that is going to give you that time because to work on your stuff but also then you can do do the exchange of being present with your kids as well and you know it's yeah it's a real it is a real yeah. juggle but it's so worth Doing, Um, and there's so much reward when you do that. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, why do you feel it's important to say yes to the calling in your life? Oh, man. You know what? Um,
1: The selfish reason would be because if it's the calling, then you have to say yes, right? You saying no or delaying it or derailing it is essentially stopping you from your destiny because the key word in that is your calling. It's not saying, say yes to your liking, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's say yes because it sounds nice say yes to your calling. So it's being real clear. There's that word again, being really clear about who you are, whose you are, what you've been called to do, who's your tribe on this earth before you leave. No time soon, amen. But no time soon. It's just... Um, who are you called to impact? Like even with your podcast, even with what I do, I know I'm called to impact. There are people in the world, in the universe that I'm supposed to impact before it's all said and done. And so the selfish reason is to say, you're gonna slow or stop or negate your destiny. But the reality is it's never about us. We are a part of the bigger ecosystem. And so it's a domino effect. Somebody needs me to say yes, so they can say yes to their Mm -hmm. calling. I love that if i don 't say yes, then they may not get to where they need to be. You never know who 's looking up to you it 's not like you 're some idol or some false you know deity or anything like that it 's just you 're a human being, and people do look up to you, especially now more than ever with social media. You never know what girls or young ladies are looking up to you. And they're like, wow, I want to be just like her. She's cool. She's got the kids. She's got her partner. She's got a podcast. You know, now they don't see all the weeds and the sleepless nights and all the crazy that happens. But you've got to say yes, because when you do, you free someone else. You give someone else permission to dream, to dream big, to do, to be creative, to be, you know, everything that they're called to be. So yes, it's for me, but the bigger picture is I know there is a bigger picture and I'm a piece of the puzzle. So I have to say yes and be obedient to that so that another young lady can say yes to what she's called to do. It's a domino effect.
0: Mm, Yeah, definitely. Um, Mm -hmm. And what was the catalyst for you to say yes to your calling?
1: I mean, you know, again, I really kind of go back to what I said. I always knew that I was supposed to do it. I just finally was obedient to the calling that was over my life, but really the spark and the change really came with the pregnancy of my son. It was almost like an awakening, almost like an aha. I mean, you, I mean, you know, you're a mother too as well. You look at the world just so slightly different once you're bringing in another life. Of course I had my daughter, it had been some time, um, but just another, it was just another fresh, moment of fresh awakening. And it was just like, I'm birthing my son and I'm finally going to do what I know God has been told me to do, which is to birth my book. I did not know that that was leading to all of this, you know, 27 best best-selling authors. Matter of fact, just a book just released today. I mean, we've got, so I've got more books coming out than I have fingers and toes, you know, um, literally like a book coming out, "Pray, Slay, and Collect is the name of a book. It's an anthology coming out um, on the 31st. And so it's just, um, I had to do it because I knew it was my calling and really my son, the birth of my son really just. Said, you know what, you're birthing your son, you're gonna birth this book. Yeah, it was just like it was like a I knew that, but it was like a quick, you know what I mean? So that that was it for me, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And it's so true, you know. Um, you don't know you, you, you when you follow that calling and that next step and stuff, you don't always know, rarely know the big picture, you just know you take one step and then mm-hmm. like one little part of the picture appears and then like take another and something else reveals itself. So it's always like revealed to you slowly. And often I've found in my experience, especially it never looks like I thought it was going to look, but it's often better. Um, Oh,
1: always, every single time, every, and that's the beautiful part. And that's why you've got to say yes. You got to say yes to the adventure, you know, and, you gotta trust your instincts. You gotta trust again in my case, you know, my faith is is strong and I just trust that I'm being led the right way. Like, you know, the Lord He orders my my steps, he's like a light to my feet. So it's just like, say yes to this, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, I always look it's almost I hate to say morbid, but I look at things on a what's the worst thing that can happen? What if, if as long as I'm living, no matter what happens, as long as the end result is I'm still breathing then I have another chance, whatever it is. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. if I do it and it's an epic fail, okay, well, is it really a fail? It's only an epic fail if I don't learn, yeah. if I don't grow from it. So as like, oh, excuse me, I bit my tongue, but as long as I learn, as long as I grow from it, then it's not a failure. It's just a lesson. And so I just have to apply that.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. Um, and how... How did you let go of your fear? Because I'm sure I have a lot of listeners um, and, I mean, I've experienced it too when there's you've got to take a big next step or a big leap of faith and there's fear there and it can be hard to overcome that.
1: Again, I know it's like, oh my gosh, she's sounding like a broken record, but I just really, you know, for me, my faith is so strong. It's not that I don't fear. This is the thing people think when you say you have faith, that means you don't fear. No, it doesn't. It means I might have fear, but against that fear, I'm still going to trust. You understand? So people think, well, you have fear. So having faith is the absence of fear. That's false. Having faith means that you're going to still do it regardless, nonetheless. So even though I'm afraid of what the outcome might be, I might fail. I might not get, you know, for someone, it might be the promotion that they want to apply for. It might be the new business that they want to start. It might be the book that they want to write. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? What are people going to say? What are they, what if they think I'm stupid? What if they, you know, I'm revealing some things. Many of the women that I've had the opportunity and been blessed to work with, they're sharing some deep things, you know, they've gone through some deep things in their life, whether that was abuse, physical abuse, um, mm. abuse as a child, sexually, um, homelessness, uh, just, I mean, you know, survivors of breast cancer, I mean, real stuff, like, you know, when, when you have the opportunity to work with women who are overcomers in these areas and they're still ticking and they're still breathing and they're still winning and they're still pressing towards the mark. It gives you an amazing perspective over the little things that you were worried about over the little things. Oh my gosh, I didn't wash dishes today. This woman just fought cancer stage 4 and is mm. fighting and you over here talking about the dishes? We talking about dishes? You know, just like the little it puts perspective. You know, yes. this woman was in a domestic relationship for 6 years, you know, where she was literally fighting for her life every day and I'm fussing about or well, I'm worried about what? So, I'm saying all that to say that having faith doesn't mean that you're not afraid, but it's saying, you know what, what I'm called to do, going back to that calling, what I'm called to do is so important that I cannot allow fear to stop me. I have to know that on the other side of me doing whatever it is, what's the book, the business, the podcast the job, going back to school, whatever it is, that it's a part of my destiny. And if I don't do it, not only am I letting myself down, but I'm potentially letting several people down that were looking to me to do what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things like you just look fear in the face and you laugh. You say, you know what, I am scared, but I'm about to do it anyway. (laughs) So you know, yeah. So that that's really what I would say. Just take a hard look and say, do it. Do it. You only get one life here on this side of earth. So make it your best. Why would you want to leave and you still have untapped dreams? You still have untapped visions? You still had untapped uh, things and places and people to see and to meet and things to do? Why would you live in this shell. Now I get right now, please be safe. Okay. Don't do anything crazy. We got craziness going on in the world with the pandemic. Now let's be smart. I'm not saying that. Okay. But I am saying, you know, live your best, blessed life and just look at fear and laugh.
0: Mm, Yeah. And, and how would you, how would you build that faith? Because I'm, I definitely know that I, like I have a some listeners who are like really spiritual and um, and stuff but there's some that possibly aren't so you know
1: like No, I got you. So what I would say is, right, so obviously for the faith based woman, then she probably already knows, I would say prayer, meditation, but even the woman that I say, because again, at the end of the day, even though I am a Christian, even though I am a minister, I love everyone. And my whole thing is I'm supposed to show my light and my love wherever I go. So I don't frown upon anyone. I don't look down on anybody because at the end of the day, people are people. We both bleed red okay mm-hmm. so and in that I love everyone and so what I would say is for those who are not quote unquote spiritual I would still say find solace in a quiet space mm. where there's solace put you on whatever I don't know whatever your music is me I do love gospel but even if I love jazz it's soothing to mm. me it's yeah. um so find that melodic Feel that's calming. You know, this is scientific things. Even for someone who may not be uh, religious, scientifically, you can look up the calming effects of soothing music. So whether that be classical, whether that be jazz, whether that be your Bach or Beethoven or whatever the case may be, whether it be the sound of the rainforest, right? Maybe you don't like any of those. Everybody loves the sound of rain. It put you to sleep. Everybody knew that. <laughs> sleep, sleep good. It was raining this morning. I was sleeping good. Then I had some <laughs> meetings, so then I had to get up. But I'm sorry, but the point I'm trying to make is find you some soothing, (laughs) find you some soothing music. It could be the rain. It could be, you know, they've got, I've heard all the rainforests. So find you soothing music, take you time to get out of the chaos. So if it's too busy, fast paced at work, or um, maybe even at home, maybe you have to separate. I'm not saying that you seclude yourself and go into isolation. What I'm saying is take that pause, that intentional pause to regather your thoughts think things through, journal, right? Um, Therapeutically, I've got several friends that are therapists and and women in Queens that bless them and they bless me. And I've published a book that are doctors and who are therapists. And they talk about it all the time. It's therapeutic to journal.
0: It is. Right.
1: Right. So if I'm speaking to someone specifically who is not quote unquote religious or spiritual, I'm still going to say to you to find that quiet space and moment, not seclusion where you're hiding from the world, but just take that pregnant pause, listen to some soothing music, whether that's your jazz, whether that's your neo soul, whether that's your raindrops or what have you, listen to that, get your pen and paper, and write whatever comes to your mind, write it out, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. write it out angry words, write it out and then tear it up, right? If Sometimes I found, and I was on a show um, probably about a year ago, but they asked because I was working in the corporate place, corporate sector, right? And you can't share all your religious views in those places. And so if I was upset, I gave an example. I said, you know, I would write the letter up. I would type it up, but then I would not send it, right? It's okay. Mm -hmm. So if you have to get it out, it's how you get it out. If you go in there and go crazy, you're going to lose your job, okay? Mm -hmm. So write it out, speak it out, type it out, but just get it out. And then if you once you read those words and you see that they're destructive, then you can get rid of them. So that's what I would say. Take time to pause, think, therapeutic music, write it out. And then when it comes to fear, okay, let's really write this thing out. Whatever it is you say you're afraid of, write down why you're afraid of it. Write down all the things that could happen if you do this. So if it's writing your book, let's write it out. What could happen if you write this book? Write it out. XYZ. Mm-hmm. Okay, now tell me on the flip side, the positive side, if you write this book, what could happen? What could be?
0: Yeah, I love that.
1: You see? So yeah, so it's just um, being logical because fear is false evidence appearing real. Many people have Mm -hmm. said that, you know, the acronyms. So let's really write it out. And what really could happen if you start that business? Mm -hmm. What really would happen if you go back to school? What really would happen if you did X, Y, Z? So just being logical in a calming place, writing it out. Breathing, you know, all the breathing techniques, and that's going to help you make a better decision, especially when you feel like it's something you're called or you were created to do. So that would be my response, even for someone who's not a believer. That's that's yeah. what I would say.
0: Thank you for sharing that. It's really useful. Absolutely, oh, really, yeah. really useful. Um, and how, What? How? Why would you encourage someone to write a book?
1: Oh man, for all that. Amazing reasons, right? I mean, it's just, it's fun, right? Creating, I'll start from the top. Again, you know, if you feel that this is what you've been called to do and you've got a voice, then this is one of the mediums that you can use to share it outside of just speaking. You can share it and put it in a book. What I love a lot of times when I talk to my ladies, I call them my queens because I do believe they're queens in Christ and they're royalty and all that good jazz. But um, it's about building your legacy. Like a book is one of those things, just like a musician, when they create a CD or, well, I guess people don't do CDs now, but whatever, (laughs) when they create the music, okay, it lives on forever. It's the same thing with your book. It lives on forever. So your children, your kids, kids, or, you know, um, nieces or nephews or what have you, like once you write it, it's in the atmosphere forever. Unless you go on there and take it down, it's Mm. there. So it's in the earth, it's your thoughts, which means it's valid. It may not be valid to everybody in every situation, but if you felt it, it was valid and you need to express it. I say express it, what my team does is we help you express it in such a way that um, you feel good about it and the real message that you wanna get out comes out. So I would say it's therapeutic, If you know you're called to do it, then you just need to do it. It is fun, very rewarding mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, if you do it right. I help people do that, too, so they can really understand. I tell people all the time, a book is not just a book. A book is a business, and it's a good business if you do it right. There's several pieces to it, and, and I host classes and master classes and things of that nature to help people to truly monetize their passion, turn their passion into a paycheck, Um, you know, that can continue to feed them and their family. But again, the other thing is your legacy.
0: Create that legacy. Yeah, I love that. It really is. And imagine, like, having great grandchildren or something read something mm-hmm. written and just like going down those generations that's just such a exactly. gift
1: exactly like that's definitely my daughter is 12 and we've already talked about it like mommy is gonna help her how can I be a publisher and not help her birth her book so we're gonna oh, yeah. at some point now I want her to want to do it I don't want to be like I'm forcing my dream on her but she's very creative as, as well Yeah. and we definitely are talking about working on her having her book you know just from her perspective she's a great kid does well in school courteous great marks from the teachers and she gives back in the community and things like that when we volunteer and so I tell her all the time you don't realize it but you're a leader you know and I'm not gonna say she doesn't realize it she knows she's a leader but I don't think she knows to what degree other kids Mm. look up to her and so even at 12 you have a voice and you have words of wisdom for a twelve-year-old, for another twelve-year-old, or somebody who's ten, right? Who's gonna, you know? So they still looking, somebody looking up to somebody, and there are kids that are looking up to you, and so you can speak that positive life peer to peer. It's one thing when an adult says it, okay, this is what you should do, this is what you should do, but when another friend, another peer, can tell you in a loving way, and you look up to them, then maybe. Not that they want to change and be like you, but maybe some of the positive attributes that she possesses, they will want to possess for themselves so they can be better as well.
0: Yeah. I'm so definitely yeah. going to do that. I'm going to
1: pass that thing down. We're writing these Aww. books up in here.
0: Okay. <laughs> Aww, your daughter's lucky to have a mama like you, definitely, like your you. kids. That's so I love that. Um, yeah my
1: two-year-old he'll just tear the pages right now he's not yeah. ready for it right now but uh, but he'll look at the piece of paper and he'll grab the pen and he'll be sweet with it and then he'll uh, I'll yeah. be like, okay give me back the book give me the book give me the book <laughs>
0: okay yeah my baby girl would just eat him too <laughs> yeah um yeah and um so what was i gonna ask why should women like how would you support women birthing their book or beginning their journey as like an author or speaker?
1: Now, say, say that first part again. I'm sorry, I didn't catch it
0: why would it be really valuable for women to connect with you personally oh
1: yes okay absolutely well I mean for several reasons I like to say that I'm pretty all right you know yeah Uh, I love your energy Uh, thank you thank you um but no honestly for several reasons so the specific woman that does business with me for her book she typically is a woman of faith right because that's the way I'm my book. So typically if she's a woman of faith and she wants someone that has similar biblical principles or a foundation, then that's a check mark for her because that's who I am. So that's always nice to know when someone has a strong faith or similar to you so they can resonate with you. Yeah. And then a big piece is that I care. Um, a lot of times with, and I'm not speaking negatively of the big juggernaut. Publishers, but I just have to speak from my own experience. That's all I can do. All I have is my experience. And my experience is that they're great, but that personal human touch. Um, my company provides that. Literally, we work with folks from A to Z, or I'm from the South in the United States. So my mama used to say from the rooter to the tooter, which would be from the back to the front. Yes. (laughs) um, Yes, and so that just simply means we help you from start to finish. Like I've worked with some women who had working manuscripts that were ready to go. And I've worked with some women who all they had was a thought. It was just an ideation and we partnered and got it out pulled it out, worked it out, trimmed it up and got it beautiful. And then in the end, we had, I have one of my books there, but um, in the end, we had a book, you know, so um, coming to them or coming with them to help them to see that where they have it in their hands. And like, this is yours. So I really help walk them through that process, make them feel comfortable. They know what steps we're taking each step of the way, you know, so if there's anybody that's Following me or looking, you know, they can just read. I mean, the reviews really speak for themselves on my yeah. Facebook page and on my personal page. You know, I didn't pay anybody to give me reviews, I didn't give them a discount to give me a review. You know, I just said, Hey, you know, we did this process. If you mind giving me a review, some do, some don't, but you know, you know yeah. they all were happy. But you know, so I'm just saying they want to connect with me because they love my personality. Yeah. I'm knowledgeable, I'm experienced. have a team and we get results you know um when I call out and I say oh we've got the best-selling books here's the deal with that it's not about necessarily the title per se but think of it like this this is how I explain it to people you think about the NBA or you think about the football leagues or things of that nature most of those men probably make millions of dollars anyway so we Let's take money out of the equation. Yes, they want to win, but they're in the game because they want to win the NBA championship ring or they want to win the Super Bowl. That's just the bottom line. Like nobody shows up to play football to say, I just want to make it to the playoffs and then I want us to lose. Yeah. Or I just want to make it to the X, Y, Z, and then we can go home. Yeah. Nobody is going to say that if we're going to do it. If you're going to take the time, the effort, the energy, the that you're going to invest physically, mentally, and financially, because it does cost. It's not free. Um, You know, if you're going to do those things, then let's make it a quality product that is going to behoove you and your family. So if we can grab that best-selling title and help market you and promote you in such a way that other people pick up your book, now they know your mission. Now they know What your goals are now, they know who you are as an expert in your business. Then I want to help my audience and my clients be able to do that. So when women partner with me, they know I'm a woman of faith, they know I get it done, and really, most importantly, I help them get results. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, I love that as well. And, um, so what makes you feel inspired or like your best self?
1: Um, you know, really. I'll say, again, it kind of goes back to the Jesus Coffee and Prayer, but knowing, being grounded in who I am and knowing that I'm living purposefully, that means a lot to me. Yeah. That's how I know I'm walking in my best self. Of course, the simple things like getting sleep and getting rest and spending some time with my family, those things are important to me, but I'm, in, I'm operating in my best self my best self excuse me really truly if I think about it is when I'm serving others so when I am allowing my platform to bless other people when I'm allowing my gifts my talents whether I'm speaking whether I'm publishing books to bless other people that's when I'm at my best self
0: Mm, yeah um and what's your favorite book and why Oh wow, well I have, I have to ask. Yeah, you <laughs> let's see. <laughs> yes, you have to ask me that. Um <laughs>
1: I guess I'm a little biased. Okay, well, I guess I say the Bible, you know, that sounds like a great answer. But um, out of my collection, obviously it's gonna be my book. I mean, you know, Jesus got me a prayer, because it was my baby, you know, um, and I wrote it and I poured my heart into it and I got great reviews and women were blessed by it. I would say that. Um And really, I just, there's so many books that are great. I'm honest with you. It's not just one set outside of my genre, so to speak. There, I find beauty in many books. Like I said, at heart, I'm a poet. Um, As a matter of fact, my first bestseller for my book, even though it's a devotional book, I got bestseller in the category of African poetry, because in the book, it was a devotional, but I had poetry in there. And so that was the piece that was the bestseller, because, you know, they have different categories. And so I am a lover of literacy. So it's not just one set book, but, you know, just write what's on your heart. So I would say nonfiction, but just write what's on your heart. As long as you are empowering other people, then I'm going to, probably love the book even though I have time to read many times other people's books because I'm too busy publishing my people book
0: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah totally um and is there anyone that if you could meet anyone who is there anyone that you would love to meet that's like dead or alive
1: um well at the appointed time of course jesus i want to meet him but as far as an outside of the you know uh the religious answer hmm um I would love to meet the Obamas, of course. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, I had the opportunity from the corporate sector. um, They have like a volunteer program. And so if you do so many hours, then you can get recognized. And I thank God I was recognized twice by President Obama for the President Volunteer Service Award. Um, And so I thought that was pretty cool where you got like the official letter and his signing got like a little pendant so I got that um his last year in term and the year before that so I thought that was pretty neat but I would love to meet them in person I think they're an awesome couple they have so much swag and um I I think they're awesome Mm,
0: yeah me too um and what do you wish you'd known when you started out
1: starting out gosh Everything I know now, so I could have saved some money. no, no. <laughs> just just to be patient because the world we live in is such um microwave popcorn overnight success that's what we want, and that's what we expect instant gratification, just to know you know it's a process, but really understand the process because if you allow yourself to embrace the process you will have a better perspective. It will be more fulfilling to you. It will be of more value to you. And when you finally get to whatever place you're striving to get to, you'll be even more so happy because you are, you embrace the process. So that would be with my book and really just anything in general in my life. And I'm glad now I'm getting to a place where I'm embracing the process, I'm stopping to smell the roses now, so to speak. Yeah. Instead of just saying, what's next, what's next, what's next, because I'm good for that, because I am very ambitious and passionate about what I do, and it's like, okay, we did that, what's next? Okay, wait, can we just say that this was good, and let's smell the roses on that, and let's say, you know, so I'm still not yet there, but I'm getting there on that one.
0: Yeah, is there anything you do differently? Hmm.
1: Good question. Um other than just to have done it sooner, right? Um again, I knew since I was a child that this maybe not a publisher but the path of authorship and all of these things that it um in detail, I just would have done it sooner. Like I allowed at one point my love and thought process of wanting to climb the corporate ladder so to speak to sidetrack me from who I already knew God had called me to be. And once I really tapped into that, I was able to create the lifestyle that I have now. Not that I'm a millionaire yet. In Jesus' name, I'm claiming that's going to happen. Yeah. But um, but just the lifestyle of where, you know, I can be that full-time entrepreneur. I can be a full-time mom. I can be a full-time wife. And I can still bless my community, my tribe, and those that I was designed to to bless. So I just I would have done it sooner.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I really like that answer. Um, and what is is there anything right now that you're really curious about? Hmm.
1: You know what? I am a creative by nature, so my husband laughs. He always says, "Like there's a hamster wheel." right here. That's always like, you know, even when we're trying to rest, I'm like, baby, did you see X, Y, Z? Did you know, you know, I'm like this walking information house, just throwing out information at three in the morning. Oh, baby, we should try this. So what about this in the business? And so, um, I'm always curious, but it is always with the end goal purpose of those same big rocks that I told you about earlier, which is for God to get the glory, for me to edify queens, and then for me to be able to bless my tribe, um, so to speak, to build that legacy. So um, I'm always curious with those things. And I enthusiastically say yes to a lot of things, not everything, but the right things. And that has been a big key to a lot of my success because I just told somebody the other day, I said a big key to my success when I look over my life and I think things over is because I haven't been afraid to fail. Mm. Fear cripples people because I'm not afraid to fail. I'm actually successful. Yes. <laughs> so that means I'm going to do things that people say, oh no, you're going to fail. And I would say, well, okay. Okay. Worst case scenario and all those things I talked about earlier, it's all good. Let's just step out on faith and let's do it. And that has overall, more times than not, has led to my success.
0: Mm. And how do you know what the right thing is for you? Like, How do you feel, feel that or trust that?
1: Right. I mean, again, for me, it really stems from my faith. There's two things that I pray for. Like I said, I start off with my Jesus coffee and prayer. So that just means me having that meditative mind, that moment, reading my Bible, praying, drinking my coffee. Um, I go with my gut. And for me, that's my Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit telling me to move and to do things and to make big decisions right? Um, So I just go with that. Plus, I take into account my years of experience. I mean, I was in corporate America for almost 15 years. And, you know, I worked at home and I traveled the country and international. So I have a lot of skill set that I feel like a lot of times women take that for granted. Like, sis, you are way smarter than you think. You know way more than you think. If you would just sit down and kind of throw out everything that you know you're really good with systems you're great at organization you're great at so you actually have like a crazy great skill set you just need to sit down and realize that you're actually really good and you probably have a business a multi-million dollar business on your hand if you would sit down write it out do meditative pray about it etc and then take those steps to make it flourish Mm. Yeah. So oh, I guess I'm saying I let go and let God. That's what I do. So, yeah. you know, and then and, and I just roll with it. And then, you know, I'm not yeah. afraid to fail.
0: Yeah. Um, and if you could remove all like obstacles, barriers, constraints, what um, would you love to work on like a project or be known for?
1: Um, Well, definitely I want to be known. I'm still building my publishing empire, international speaker and all of that. So those are great things. Those are titles. But really, at the end of the day, I just want to be known as being a good person, meaning, you know what, Nikita, she's all right. You know, she cares. She loves hard. She works hard. Um, she loves her family she's strong in her faith that's really what I want to be known for but it can be known for through my publishing through my speaking through my civic duties things of that nature but um, I would love to one day if she's ever listening I would love to take the stage with Sarah Jakes she's um, a preacher well known but she's beautiful she has so much swag Um, she's really really cool kind of like a millennial type um, and I think she's phenomenal I don't idolize her because i don't idolize anybody but i think she's phenomenal um she's a powerful woman of god and she speaks with authority i love that and so to connect with her or other like women um who are like-hearted like-minded like like that that would be great but i just have a thought process that the sky is the limit like i really don't see a cap or a
0: oh um it looks like um Nikita has dropped out, so I will just um, see if she comes back in, um, and if not, then I am so grateful. For this conversation has been so amazing, um, but yeah, I feel like there's been so much value in this conversation today with Nikita, and I've really, really, really loved all of it. Um, just, you know, what she was saying about creating space to really tune into yourself and um, just be alone with yourself and listen to music and tune in and meditate. That's something I'm a huge advocate of and journaling. So journaling deep into your feelings and tuning really into them. It's so, so valuable and so important. Um, And yeah, I am really, really grateful for that. I am going to see if I can get, nikita back on so we can finish our conversation i don't usually edit the podcast but of course in this situation i think i'm going to because i don't want there to be a really big gap in between um so this is the part of the process. This is this is totally like being in the process and trusting and having faith because it's not always perfect sometimes it's messy and this is just such a like perfect example of that right now like we're live recording this um not live streaming but recording it and you know there's been a little technical hiccup which is is totally fine um but it's still it's about the journey and about the adventure of it and showing up anyway because it's always a gift and like this conversation has been such a gift to me um and nikita is back so um i will let her in and I'm, I'm still recording Nikita. i've just been chatting filling the space knowing that you would come back so yeah. um, and this, i was just saying that this is just such a like part of the trusting and taking that leap of faith it's not always going to be perfect sometimes it will I, messy. oh um, that's so that's
1: so good the perfect example of that and i thank you uh Got um, my computer plugged back up here. Because like I said, I literally just had a two-day virtual summit, and it was just so amazing. We had almost 250 uh, registered guests for the two days and um, combination that joined. And it was a free event. And like I said, it was all about encouraging women of faith to, you know, write that book and, you know, to pour out. Because that's what I do. I'm a publisher and also to start their business so it wasn't just authorship it was really any business like just do it like this is the time during this pandemic we're at home for a reason. Like you should come out of this, whenever they lift it up and say that we're free to move about the world again, then you should have something tangible that you can bring to the world if you haven't already done it while we were in the mist. So a perfect example, as I speak to you today on this actual recording, I'm supposed to be on a plane right now to Africa. Wow. I had a program, absolutely, where I was asked to be a keynote speaker. It was a global Women of Influence and Leadership Summit in Acura, Ghana. So my flight was leaving tonight at approximately 8.50 p.m. Um, Landing, was going to have an overlay in Paris, and then I was going to be in Ghana from the 1st through the 5th. And then after that, I was going to do, I was scheduled to do a pop-up shop in Paris. So I was going to hang out in Paris, France for a couple of days and then fly back to the Obviously, couldn't do that. So it's been postponed. Um, So I say that to say, you know, you only get one life, you have to step out on faith, one thing not going your way, you we were talking about things getting messy, that didn't stop me, so again, at the beginning, so today's the 31st of March, March the 1st, if you would have asked me, I would have said, oh, today I would be in Africa, yeah, But that was derailed for a purpose, for a reason, right, um, but instead of just saying, oh my gosh, and sulking, because I didn't get to go to Africa, I didn't go to Paris, um, God just helped me to redirect. I quickly put together the summit. I quickly reached out and leveraged my resources and my network and had an amazing, phenomenal event. I mean, women are pinging me, DMing me, sending me emails. They already want to know when the next one is. So that goes back to me saying, stop and smelling the roses. They already asked for next. We just finished this morning at like 1.30 in the morning, my time. It was only supposed to be, it was uh, said to be four hours on, um, Sunday and then two hours on Monday it ended up being like seven hours yesterday wow (laughs) but that's how but they were engaged they were it was pumping the women were chatting they were encouraging each other um, encouraging each other they were sharing nuggets and tips on how to start your business um, and just inspiring women to do more and to be more and it was just it was so Holy Ghost filled and we were stepping out on faith It was phenomenal. And so I say that to say that the technology wasn't perfect, you know. Um, There were some little hiccups with the technology. We finally got it fixed, but that didn't stop us. Sometimes when you're pressing towards your calling, when you're pressing towards what you know that you know that you know you're supposed to do on the inside of you, it's going to get a little messy. But if you towards the mark and you don't cower right you look fear in the face and you laugh you will come out on the other side winning I could have easily, when we started having technical issues, I just could have said, oh, I'm sorry, ladies, you know, and sent out all this massive like, oh, and then just shut it down. And I just kept going. I mean, I was frustrated, but I said, no, because there's a woman that needs to hear what one of my speakers has to say. There's a woman that needs to be encouraged to write her book. There's a woman that needs Mm -hmm. to know how to start her business. And because of her, whoever she was, I'm going to fix this and we're going to, do this, you yep. understand what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mission, baby. yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's totally that. I mean, and just then, just now with this episode, like I was about to, mm-hmm. like I just kept talking and I was like, you know, I may have to edit this, um, which I don't do. I love to keep them raw and unedited, sure. except at like, the start and the end. Right, and then, right. Like, I trusted that you would come back and we were, and you did, and it will work perfectly. I don't have to. See? Edit explode like that's that's the same thing um that's
1: life like we have these ideas it's so crazy we ask for something this is what we want and okay this is what i want to happen in my life but then we get upset when it comes in a different package or it's not exactly the way like we have to get out of this fake cinderella story like everything is gonna be oh yes whatever that is i want the husband and the kids and the house and the car and the great job and the Where you live at, there are things that are going to happen in your life that are going to knock you off of your position. But the key is, what will you do when you're knocked? Will you fall and stay down? We're all going to be knocked at some point in life. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what car you drive. I don't know. What, I don't care what your position is in your job or in your business. We're all going to have things that impact us. We're all going to be knocked. But the question is, will you fall? And even if you fall, will you stay down? Yeah. So it's, it's levels to this thing, you know? And so my whole thing is I want people to have faith. I want them to know that they can do it and they keep their head up because there is a silver lining on the other side if you keep pressing towards the mark and you don't quit
0: it reminds me of this story i don't know if you've heard it um and there was this man like deserted on an island or something and he prayed to god and asked god to help send for help him help Um, Uh and then this boat Boat came with all these people and he's like, No, I'm waiting for God to help me, and then a help mm-hmm, no, I'm mm-hmm, waiting for mm-hmm. God to help me. And then, you know, all this stuff just kept coming and he kept sending it away. And then like he, he died and he went to heaven or wherever. He, mm-hmm. he went. And he was like, I asked you for help, God. And he's like, Well, I sent you all these things, and that was me like sending it to you, and you just didn't respond. And
1: oh my gosh, was- like I literally just told somebody that story. I mean, it was in the month of March. I literally, and I think I don't. I think I kind of tweaked it. I think I said he was in the ocean. I don't know <laughs> if I said he was on an island. I think I said he was on a boat or something. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know what. It means, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but it was, it was the same concept. Like, yeah, like he's like, here you go. Here was the life raft, but because it didn't look like whatever he yeah. thought God looked like, so then he just you died. Okay, you went to heaven or wherever you were gonna go, and now. You know that's great, but it's like, why didn't you help me? Well, I sent you ten people to save your life. Well, it's the and- same thing with us, right? And that that may look like a friend, that may look like a counselor or a mentor, or your mate, or you know, a opportunity. That opportunity, that mate, that friend, that whatever, may be the thing to help. Maybe not life or death save your life, but it may put you on the right course to change the trajectory of your whole life. But will you even have eyes to see it? Sometimes we can be so bogged down in our own troubles that we can't even see the help. We can't see the life wrath. And so that's why even when you said, like you said, some women might listen to this and they may not be believers in Christ, or they may not have any faces. They may be atheists. Regardless, If you are in a situation where you can't see your way through, you need to find peace of mind. You cannot do anything in chaos. You must find clarity. You must have downtime. You must be able to therapeutically without, you know, doing anything harmful because, you know, people do different things, therapy, drugs and that kind I'm not saying that. I need you to be of a sober mind and think through that so that you can get to where you know you need to yeah, get to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's that's for sure. So this definitely. was a perfect... See, they didn't even know we were doing an example for them with the, the Zoom going out. See? You know, yeah, I no know. Perfect. Know it. So <laughs> perfect. Exactly. That, was a, that was a part uh, of this. <laughs> so,
0: let me ask you this. What is the... Best compliment that you've ever received? Oh
1: gosh, that's a good one. Oh, um, sheesh. Uh, you know what I would say? For me. I mean, of course, my husband. I love when he tells me I'm beautiful and things like that. Yeah. So that's, you know, of course, that's a given. I love that compliment. But really and truly, again, I know it sounds like, okay, she going here again. But I'll be honest, just being who I am and who I know God has created me to be. Not that it's a it's a um, what am I trying to say? Not that it's a tap on my shoulder or a at a girl type thing, but when people are able to see that I do have faith and that, you know, I am a woman of God, that really is the best compliment for me because my goal, no matter what I do, whether I'm publishing books, whether I'm speaking on international stages, whether I'm running a business, whatever I do, I want him to be glorified and I want people to see light. When they look at me, I want them to see light and love and someone who is joyful and someone will, so those fruits of the spirit those positive things that's what i want them to see so if they see that that's really the best compliment because it's a reflection of who i know i am in him and so you know even though oh you're great because i have some people you know you're a great business savvy woman and all of that and i appreciate that and i thank them for that In the back of my mind is like, well, well, do they know that I'm a woman of God? Well, do they know? You know, it's crazy. It's, it's, you know, and they don't have to do that. And I'm okay with that. This is just me talking crazy in my own head. But for me, that's like the highest compliment is to know that, you know, I'm a woman of faith and that, you know, I try to live right. Those things mean the most to me. Mm -hmm. Other than my husband telling me I'm gorgeous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And what... (laughs) And what um, has some of your work done for a client that you didn't expect?
1: Man, um, you know, again the women have been blessed. So I, I'll use one example. One of my clients, her name is, I mean, she doesn't mind if I share, she's my client. So she's good with that. Her name is Dr. Radisha Brown. She is a licensed therapist, mental, uh, she likes to say mental well-ologist because she's all about the mind, the body and the soul and kind of going through all of that. Well, when we got together and she shared this testimonial, so I'm not sharing anything that she wouldn't want to be public or shared on oh. your podcast. Um, but she had told me she had wrote her own book before, and she was honest. She said it was she said it was a flop. She said she probably sold ten copies. And so when we worked together, of course, it became a bestseller. But what really astonished me and astonished her is where we went from. Her book came out last year in June. From having that book become a bestseller to us working together on a collaborative book called The Queen Experience Guide to Playing Your Royal Position had several sixteen women um, from different areas all over including Africa uh, Johannesburg Africa so it was an international book and it was a bestseller and she was a part of that so she went from having a book that only sold 10 copies that was a flop that she had did on her own those are her words not me yeah. her words to us partnering together getting her book out in June of last year it becoming a bestseller in 48 hours and we had worked on a collaborative book that came out in July so like a month later it was a bestseller so she went from a book that was a flop to two best best-selling books in less than two weeks with me partnering with her not that I she did her portion than I did mine and we partnered together and then she had dreams of taking that book and that message it was called girl get off the couch stop the self-hate lose the weight because she really helps women break down the mental depression so they can be healthy because a lot of times when you depress you do depress eat you know you eat food and ice cream and all that gay. now you're unhealthy long story short she wanted one of her dreams was to host a conference she had obviously she's a doctor so she gets asked to speak Quite frequently, different places, et cetera, but she had never hosted her own event. So that was a dream, almost like she put on her dream board, her vision board. And I said, Let's do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do a conference. It's going to happen. And I'm proud to say that February the 1st of this year, 2020, so eight months after her book came out, she was able to host her first conference. It was very successful. It was themed around her book um, and helping women. And it was just a dream that she had. So when we got together, originally that was not the thought the thought was just let me help her with her book but again that goes to when you're walking and you're calling and back to what you even said, you know, you start seeing one piece of the picture and then another piece and next thing you know, here we are. We're, yes, we do business together, but she's my sister in Christ. We're great friends now. We're working on multiple business projects together and it's just the beginning. It hasn't even been a full year. It'll be a, a year since her book came out in June. But wow. since then, we've got books, we've got conferences that she's hosted. She was a part of the panel for the summit that I just did the last two days, so it's like it just goes. If you just take one step, one leap of faith, you don't even know what it's going to be. So everything is almost like, oh wow, because that's not what we said when we originally partnered and got together. But a year later, and now we've done all these amazing things, and there's even more to come. Matter of fact, I had a meeting with her today. We had a business meeting talking about what we're doing for April and just uh, forecasting in the future. So. Yeah. I know the best yet to, to come, and she's just one of many examples It's amazing
0: um and what does um elevating your life and soul mean to you I mean,
1: you know what it really is that same thing when you're elevating your life, your soul it you you you're walking in your purpose for a purpose. I mean, I keep saying that, but it's so fundamental. I feel like I run into so many, not just women men too. They're just aimlessly wandering through this life. And what do I mean? Do they look like zombies? Well, maybe right now because they, no, I'm just kidding. Not with everything that's going on. They look like zombies. Forgive me. That was, okay. The point that I'm trying to make, the point that I'm trying to make is sometimes I feel like folks are just aimlessly, it's like any way the wind blows, they really don't have a sense of direction. They don't know where they want to go. It's like, okay, I'll try that. Okay, I'll try that. And it's a difference from how I spoke about earlier enthusiastically saying yes, but it's yes to the right thing. So elevating your mind, your soul, your body, walking your purpose, that's that's really what that is. So what that means is t- in a tangible way for a listener would be me saying somebody asked me to participate or to do something, is it in alignment with my overarching goals is it in alignment with my overarching if my life had a theme whatever that theme is is what I'm being asked to do is what I'm getting ready to partake in who I'm getting ready to be around is it a part is it in alignment with who I say I am Is it in alignment with who I say I want to be, right? So when I think of this opportunity to be here with you, and obviously you had to research me, I had to research you, it's in alignment, right? Empowering other women, spiritually, all of that, it's in alignment with who I say I am. It's in alignment with who I say I want to be. It's in alignment if Nikita had a theme for her life, it's in alignment, you see? So- Somebody could take that right there. Let me ask myself, is it in alignment with who I am, who I want to be, and my theme for my life? And if it is, then guess what? I'm elevating and moving and elevating in my soul and elevating in my life with my purpose. Mm.
0: So I hope that makes sense. It does make sense. It's beautiful. I love it. Um, And before I get you to share a little bit how people can connect with you and stuff, is there anything that you wish I'd asked you that I didn't?
1: Uh, yeah, you could ask me how you could give me a million dollars, and I would say thank you for asking me that, and I will provide you my bank account when we finish. No, I'm just messing around. I love to joke and have fun, and I feel like that's a part of life. As much as I am a woman of God, a woman of faith, as much as I am a businesswoman and you know business moves and all of that we all that's the age we're in everybody's a boss every girl boss hashtag and I use those hashtags too because I am okay I'm CEO girl boss but as much as I am all of those things I love to have fun you know laughter makes the heart grow laughter is a part of living life laughter is a part of stopping and smelling the roses so I love to and I love to laugh often and it's one of the reasons I married my husband because he keeps me in tears laughing all the time sometimes I get a little angry like I want to be serious stop all this laughing <laughs> you know? but for the most part I do enjoy it and that's why we're such a great fit we are you know we partner and pair really really well if I'm being too serious he makes me relax you know and vice versa so that's good. But no, I thought you did a beautiful job. I mean, I feel like you captured the essence of what I do, who I am. I think it's pretty clear who I am, what I do. Um, So no, I thought you did a great job.
0: Thank you. And so how can people connect with you and what do you have that's like, what do you offer?
1: Absolutely. So the easiest way to connect with me, if God has placed a book on your heart and you are ready to birth that book, like you need to get it out, not right now, but right now. For all my mamas, they know what I mean. It's cute, first trimester, you feeling sick and all that other stuff. Second Mm. trimester, you kicking it, you're good, you feel good, you're in the groove. That third trimester, you ready to get this baby out. (laughs) If you're in your third trimester for your book, meaning you ready to get this baby out, You need to. (laughs) You like the way I do that. No, but you need to. (laughs) You can text publish me. That's all one word. P u b l i s h m e to three one nine nine six. If you're in the states, United States. If you're not, you can email me at Jesus Coffee and Prayer. That's all together one word. J e s -S u -S s c o f f e e a n d I actually spell it out prayer p-r-a-y-e-r at gmail.com you can also go to my website which is the same thing www.jesuscoffeeandprayer.com not hard to find facebook and instagram you guessed it jesus coffee and prayer so <laughs> if you yeah, remember it. that and you just google that I promise you, you can find me. So, but if you are in the United States, you can text publish me to 31996 and then we can book a consultation. But otherwise you can reach me on social media, Facebook, Instagram with those handles. Um, and you can visit the website.com.
0: Right now I am. Very nice too. Yeah,
1: and I know you're going to share it too. So it's super simple for that. But now right now I am working on a special project for my moms because, you know, you know, coronavirus got everybody thinking about everything. Everybody's, you know, afraid and not thinking about life. But Mother's Day is around the corner. And mom's, we deserve that day. I don't know about y'all, but I deserve my mama's day. Okay. Yes. So look, this mom and I know you do too, Queen. You got the five months. <laughs> <the corner>. <laughs> I, I know you deserve that mama's day because the babies, you love them. They will drive you up a wall. So I am doing something special for Mother's Day. We're doing a Mother's Day anthology. So if you're a boss mom and you feel that you've got words of wisdom, you have uh, affirmations or positivity that you can help another sister do better and give her tangible tips that she can apply so she can have sanity, um, and she can be a boss in home or in her business, then we really would love to hear from you as well. You can reach us at all of those outlets that she's going to share with you. Now, obviously Mother's Day is May the 10th, so we don't have long. We really do have deadlines for submissions by April the 17th, but I'll be honest with you, if it sounds scary, all you're participating in is in one chapter typically a thousand words to 1500 words. Now, even if you're not the best writer ever, that's okay. It goes through the full publishing process, but that's something that you could sit down really truly and do in one day. So even though you may catch this and it's like, oh my gosh, it's just a week away, baby, you can do it in one day and we're going to edit it. So it's not, it doesn't even have to be pristine. If you've got um, nuggets, words of wisdom you want to share, I encourage you to be a part of this collaborative Mm, book. Sounds Um, amazing. I would love to have you, I mean, and you as well. Like I'll see the details also because we are international. So guess what? You don't have to be just in the United States. You can be a part of it too, because the awesome thing is Amazon is everywhere. So um, you would be able to get copies of the books. You would be able to sell the book as well. You keep all profits. So there's more details. Just reach out to me again on all those outlets. We would love to have you um, be a part of something. Like I said earlier, it's a blessing for you, but it's bigger than you to look back hey, however old you are, where you are in that state, these were the words of wisdom that I can give to someone else, even the young moms, right? Just like I gave the example of my daughter being 12 and she could give encouragement and words of wisdom to another kid who's 12 or another kid that's 10. So I don't care if you're 21 and your baby is one, you've learned something that you did not know. Okay, yeah. um, when you had that baby. So, share that with someone else because somebody needs to hear from you how you were able to boss up, be a boss mom, take care of your kids, and handle your business. So, reach out to me. I'd love to have you.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for being here today, Nikita. It's been amazing. I've really, really enjoyed talking to you. Um, yeah, so thank you. And I hope you have an amazing day
1: absolutely and thank you bless your um all of your community and everything that you do your children your family and i look forward to connecting with you soon thank you so much
0: thank you so much for listening to today's episode i am so grateful that you're a part of this community and i'd love to know what resonated for you or what you'd love more of so please send me an email at marla at marla Kennedy.com and let me know what you are experiencing from listening to this podcast and if you love it i would be so grateful if you could leave me a review on apple Podcasts and let me know what you love about it um and yeah make sure you give me five stars because that will help me be able to keep making this for you so i can do the best i possibly can i really am so grateful for you thank you so much for being here